Hello, my name is Tony, and you're listening to Urban Mystics. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. Mark 10 verses 13 through 16. Hi, my name is Tony. Welcome to the Urban Mystics podcast. Let's try to imagine this scene together. It's a lazy, warm afternoon in a first century Palestine village. You are sitting with your back against one of the handful of simple stone-walled buildings lining the edges of a village square. You really have nothing else to do except sit and watch the activity of people around you. The sounds around you are familiar and comforting. You hear distant chatter, the shuffling movements of animals carrying people or goods. There are birds in the trees and a slight breeze. One of these trees is an old, large tree in the center of the village square. The square serves as a gathering space, and the old tree in the middle casts just the right amount of shade to provide a canopy of comfort for those who stop and gather underneath it. Today, Jesus has taken up a seat under this old shade tree, and wherever Jesus goes, others are sure to follow. There's quite a mix of people who seem to have gathered around Jesus for a variety of reasons. You've noticed some of what you assume to be his disciples. You assume this based on their self-appointed policing posture. Among the group gathered around Jesus, they are the ones that are acting a bit like bodyguards and personal attendants. You've also noticed a look of slight dismay or annoyance on Jesus' face from time to time as his disciples order people around. You've noticed that there are a number of people gathered around Jesus under the shade of the old tree who simply want to sit and listen to Jesus teach. They've moved in close to him, relaxed and attentive, and Jesus' demeanor towards them is soft and conversational. You can't quite hear what is being said, but you notice that Jesus certainly isn't performing a lecture. He seems to be answering questions and even asking some of his own. There are women and men gathered around Jesus, some young, some old. Some pop in for a few minutes, maybe to have a reason to stop and rest from their work, and then they continue on their way. Others have been attentive to every word Jesus has spoken from the moment he stopped under the tree. Still others, like yourself, look on from the outside, making note of the novelty of it all. As you look around the square, There are merchants selling on the streets, travelers and traders moving through on their long journeys. You even notice in a corner of the square opposite you what appear to be very official-looking Jewish authorities. They speak discreetly amongst themselves, perhaps realizing their presence may also draw attention from some of the people in the village. They've caught your attention, and you're probably not alone. It seems as you half-heartedly observe them, Like the people under the shade tree, their attention is trained entirely on Jesus. 
Finally, there are the children. Everywhere. You watch as they run and play, screaming and yelling as they chase and play games. A couple of brave kids have climbed up into the branches of the big shade tree. You catch glimpses of their arms and legs moving about through the leaves above Jesus' head. Every once in a while, he sneaks a quick, playful glance upwards towards them in a smile. Some of the kids are seated patiently, almost tiredly, on or around their parents. You see them lying with heads in laps as mothers and fathers hold them. Then there are the rambunctious ones. The kids who seem to be powered directly by the endless fuel of the sun. They are running, jumping, chasing, teasing, and laughing, and laughing, and laughing. They run in and out of the group gathered around Jesus. They take off around the corner of one building and reemerge only a moment later behind a completely different building. A few of them have even taken to playing games with the guard-like disciples, running up tugging on a shirt or a shoulder pack, or calling out a teasing name before scampering away with practice speed and agility. You can't help but let out a contained giggle as you observe the torment. Jesus continues talking and laughing with the people gathered around him. The energy of coming and going and loud, playful children continues for a while until something shifts under the shade of the old village tree. Some of the more, let's say, wound-up kids had apparently grown bored with their torment of the disciples. Their mischievous, playful attention shifted to the man sitting directly under the big shade tree. Without a word to one another, they seemed almost choreographed in their collective ambush of Jesus. There was a rise of laughter for a quick moment as the quickest kids made it all the way to him, jumping playfully onto his back and draping themselves around his neck. A wide, delighted smile radiated from Jesus' face as he met the ambush with equal amounts of playful wrestling. The other adults laughed as they watched Jesus fight back against his diminutive antagonists. Jesus loved every second of it. Then as you watch, Jesus' face changes in an instant the moment he lifts his eyes from the commotion and looks out upon those gathered around him. His attention becomes fixed on a handful of disciples who are sternly corralling many of the other children who had been inspired to join the playfulness of the moment with Jesus. The disciples were pulling kids out from Jesus' vicinity as Jesus stood up, reassuring the still playful children as he did, making sure they knew they weren't the reason he was stopping. A couple of the disciples noticed Jesus standing up and moving towards them. They glanced to him with expressions that seemed to be attempting to say, Sorry, we'll get these kids back in line immediately. That's when Jesus spoke loud enough for you to hear him for the first time. Why are you stopping them? Why are you stopping them? You hear Jesus shout to his disciples, Let the children come to me, all of them. Do not stop or discourage them. Jesus looks around. All eyes are on him. This is the quietest the square has been all afternoon. Even the rabble-rousing kids have stopped rabble-rousing. The disciples' faces displayed their confusion. But we were just... One of them began to mutter in response before Jesus cut him off. No, no one appointed you to be gatekeeper. Let them come. 
The kingdom of God belongs to children like this. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. At this, Jesus turns back to the kids waiting for him under the shade tree. As he turns, he plasters a giant, goofy smile across his face, disarming the entire situation. Instead of stepping normally back to where he was seated, he lunges towards them as to give chase. The kids scream out playfully and retreat to the other side of the big shade tree where they hide, poking their heads out just enough to see which way Jesus would give chase. You watch as Jesus continues to laugh and play with the children of the village. The mothers and fathers seated around the village square laugh along and look at one another with expressions that might be interpreted as relief for the energy-consuming entertainment and attention paid to their kids. After a while, the children seem to soak up Jesus' own energy tank as he collapses down in his original position under the big shade tree. He and the children are breathing heavy as they all attempt to catch their breath amongst the still resonating laughter and shouts. But soon the volume begins to die down, and you watch as Jesus' attention continues to be spread towards the children, but now in a slightly more subdued manner. Some sit on his lap. Some are still above him in the tree limbs. Some have gone back to the company of their mothers and fathers. They listen as he speaks gently to them, tussling their hair as he blesses them and their parents. You continue to watch as the afternoon draws on, until your attention is caught by someone who's standing only a few feet from you, leaning against the wall of the same building you are. It is another child, one you have not noticed yet. You're not sure how long the child has been standing there, but you see them now, and as you look at them, you notice something. The child looks an awful lot like you. As you had been, the child's attention is gathered on the people lounging and talking under the big shade tree. They take in the scene of the childlike curiosity, and maybe just a touch of shyness. You, on the other hand, are fixated on one realization. The child you are looking at is you. You're not sure what to say at first, or what to do. You try to look away, but you can't. Is there any chance that the child, you, noticed anything peculiar about the adult sitting along the wall next to them? Should you say something? Would they be alarmed if you called the child by their first name? As you ponder, trying your best to not give away the emotions running through you inside, a realization occurs to you with conviction and clarity. You lean over, gently towards the child next to you, and whisper, Would you like to meet Jesus, the man sitting under the shade tree? How do you, as a child, respond? If the response you receive is unsure or shy, try to gently assure them. Let the child know that Jesus would love to meet them. When you're both ready, you stand and offer your hand to the child. Come on, let's go. You walk together, hand in hand, with your childhood self, towards Jesus, seated under the old shade tree.
As you get close, Jesus' eyes lock gently and lovingly on the child walking next to you. You look down and find the face of the younger you looking back up at you eagerly as if to say, Can I go? You stop there and kneel down. Your eyes meet the child eyes of your counterpart. You can feel the anticipation to go join the other kids surrounding Jesus, but you have their attention for just a moment. Is there anything you would like to say? After a moment, you feel the child turn and scamper over to Jesus' side. Jesus invites you in, holding out an open arm in your direction as he continues speaking with one of the other adults under the tree. You watch as the younger you jumps in amongst the other children. Jesus wraps his arms around your shoulders and gives you a squeeze. As he finishes speaking to the adults, he turns and faces the child you brought to him. At this point, you can only watch from your own vantage point. You don't know what Jesus is saying to the child you, but you do know you are listening. Jesus speaks for a few moments and you see the child you smile and nod and sometimes speak back. Then Jesus lifts his gentle hand on top of the child's head. He lifts his eyes up to heaven, then closes them as he begins to speak. You can tell that the child is hearing and taking in every word of the blessing Jesus is speaking over them. What else do you see as you watch the child version of yourself with Jesus? What are you feeling as you watch? What is your attention drawn to? What are you thinking about as you consider the things you know that this child has yet to learn or experience? Does anything come to mind that you may want to bring up about this experience the next time you speak with Jesus? As the evening draws on, allow your imagination to draw this time of prayer to a close, slowly. 
You can stand there with the others encircling Jesus for a while, if you like. But at least for right now, whatever Jesus said to child you, and whatever blessing was spoken over them, will remain between the two of them. In another listening session, we may ask the Spirit to reveal the blessing and truths that were spoken to you as a child under the shade tree. Even though you couldn't hear what was said today, somewhere you know what was said in your soul. These words were not only spoken to you, they were spoken over you. All I ask for today is that you end this imaginative prayer exercise with deep trust and assurance that indeed blessing was spoken over you then as well as now. May you find peace in this and trust the gifts that God has given to you today, whether you've perceived them or not. Thank you for listening to Urban Mystics. My name is Tony, and as always, I'm blessed to be a part of this spiritual journey with you. Be sure to subscribe wherever you are listening to our podcast and consider sharing our podcast with a friend. Also, if you have feedback for us that you would like to share, I encourage you to find us on Instagram at Urban Mystics Communities. Leave a comment on this episode, if possible, wherever you're listening, or join our Urban Mystics hub space where you can interact with myself, my co-host Dan, who's currently on sabbatical, and others. We would love to hear about your experiences with our podcasts so that we can continue to create sessions for you that lead you to deeper places in your spiritual journey. All of our links will be listed in the episode description. This episode of Urban Mystics was written, recorded, and produced by Tony Dupong exclusively for Urban Mystics and the Urban Mystics podcast. Urban Mystics is a ministry of Rewire. Learn more at rewireteam.org.